why uh, I read about uh, an airline, airline, uh, airline, air, <laughs> airplane pilot uh, who crashed his plane in Springfield, Illinois. Now, the pilot reported that when he was going to land his plane at night, suddenly the runway lights went out. And so he reported that he found himself, this was a quote, closer to the ground than he expected. And that's why he crashed. Whether you are an airplane pilot trying to navigate your way onto a runway, or you are a theater goer trying to figure out where to put your attention on stage, or you're a disgruntled husband going into the basement trying to find Christmas decorations, lights serve as our guide. Lights serve as a guide. And so when Jesus says in our scripture reading here for today in John 8, 12, and Jesus says, I am the light of the world, Jesus is making the declaration here that says what? I am your guide. I am your guide. To those of us that are living in a lost and broken and dark and sin-filled world, Jesus has come to be our light and to be our guide. And that is the good news of Christmas, that the light has come and we have a guide. Now, that assertion uh, begs the question for me, where then is Jesus guiding us? Where is Jesus guiding us? Because if you're a guide, you need to be leading uh, people somewhere. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Where is Jesus leading us? Towards life. Now, he's not talking here about life on this world. This 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years that you get to live here on this world. He's not talking about giving you life here, that you're gonna have more breath, and you're gonna have more money, and you're gonna have a bigger house and more comfort and a better job. That's not the life that Jesus is talking about. Jesus is talking about life. He is talking about life beyond this world. His eyes are focused beyond this world which is here today and gone tomorrow. He is looking at life and concern about your soul. This soul that is lost and, and, and broken and that is, that is uh, in sin, Jesus says, I want to bring life to that soul, to that soul that is, that is eternally separated from, from God because of sin. I want to bring life into that soul so you can be united with God forever in eternity. For your soul, I want it to live in all the goodness and all the abundance of, of, of life that God created for his creatures to live in. That's the life that I want to give you. And later on in, in the book of John, Jesus says, I have come not just to give life, but I've come to give abundant life. 
abundant life, overflowing life, more than you can expect, more than it exceeded your expectations. Every once in a while, we'll show up to a, uh, a food truck, and we'll be, because we like the food trucks in the summer, and uh, we'll be pleasantly surprised because we, we pay like $6 for the meal, and all of a sudden, they, it, the plate is just heaping full of food, and it is just the best food that we've ever eaten. We're like, well, that was awesome. That was more than I expected. That's what Jesus is saying to you. I've come into this world, and I am going to give you more than you could possibly expect. I have come to give you life. That's what Jesus has come to give you and to guide you to life. In the, the book, um, Lewis Carroll's book, uh, Alice in Wonderland, there is an encounter there between Alice and that weird little creature, the Cheshire Cat. And Alice shows up to the Cheshire Cat and asks the cat uh, for directions. And the cat replies back to her uh, some of the effect of, uh, well, that, um, well, it matters uh, a great deal on where you are going. And Alice says, well, it really doesn't matter much to me where I'm going. Then he says back to her, well, then it doesn't really matter which direction you choose. See, that has a, a very profound point there. That if you're not going anywhere, you don't really need any directions to get there. So if you're here this morning, and you're not concerned at all about life, abundant life that Jesus offers, you probably really don't need to follow him as your guide. If you're content with life here on earth, which as I said before is here today and gone tomorrow, as is, is, uh, James says, it's like a, a mist that just vanishes. If you're happy what this life gives you, and we've all seen those uh, cartoons that, that say, you know, you never see a, 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 a casket pulling a hearse. I mean, pulling a U-Haul. You just never see that happening because you can't take this stuff with you here in this world. But if you're very happy with what's going on in this world, with what you have in these 50, 60, 70, 80, or 90 years that you have, and you say, this is what, this, uh, this is good, then you probably don't need Jesus as a guide. But if you want life, if you want life abundant, if you want the life that Jesus promises, if you want your soul renewed and restored and it fulfilled, and if you want to walk eternally in relationship with your God as you were created to do, if we want to rewind the clock and go back to in the beginning where it was very good and we, God's creatures, walked with our Creator in a perfect oneness, if you want to experience that abundant life, then it does matter where you go. It does matter who you follow as your guide, and that guide is Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, notice the massive claim that he says here. Let it hit your ears. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. The light of the world. There's no other lights. I'm the light. 
Not all lights lead to God. Not all lights illumine the same path. Buddha is not a light. Muhammad is not a light. Good works is not a light. Mother Earth is not a light. Positive energy is not a light. I am the light that leads to the life. So it's either walk with me and let me guide you in the light, or my friend, you stay stuck in darkness. That's it. Follow Jesus as your guide to head towards life or walk in darkness. That's the choice. What a claim that Jesus makes here. And if you're a Christ follower, you gotta take it seriously that Jesus says, this is who I am. And so the question that we have for us then is, are we letting Jesus guide us as the light? Are we letting Jesus guide us as the light? Well, how do you know? Jesus tells us. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What's the key there? Whoever follows me. If you're a guide, you have people who are following you. That's the mark. If Jesus is our guide, we must be following him. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, and they follow me. They follow me. The disciples, they were having a discussion because it was one point where Jesus was, was saying, I'm the light of the world. Here's how you get to life. And many, many people are like, oh man, we're not, we're not following you. We're turning around. And Jesus said to his disciples, are you going to let me guide you? Are you going to stay with me? And they declared, where else are we going to go? Who else but you has the words of life? That's Jesus. He has the words of life. And if we're going to let him be our guide, and we're going to experience that life, we need to follow him. Follow him. Those are, those are words of the rabbi. For the first century listeners, I think it may ring a little stronger than what it means to us today, because they hear that, follow me, it means, oh, rabbi. And when you followed a rabbi, you declared in your life that this person has everything that I want. This person embodies everything I want to be. This person will take me and guide me to where I want to end up. And so what I will do is follow them which means I leave everything behind. I drop everything, because that person has, is going where I want to go. So I'm going to follow that person. I drop everything I have, and I'm going to walk in their footsteps. I'm going to do exactly what they do. I'm going to learn exactly what they want me to learn. I'm going to watch what they do. I'm going to embody their characteristics. I'm going to embody their values, and I'm going to follow them. And what was the words that Jesus says? He says, Take up your cross daily and follow, and follow me. Take up your cross daily, which means every day you die to yourself. You're not walking where you want to walk. You're walking where Jesus wants you to walk. And you follow him. And so we follow Jesus 
Christ. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Are you following Jesus as your light and your guide today? I think if we're following Jesus as our guide, what we'll see in our life is that we will be living righteously. We're going to be living righteously. First John says this about Jesus. He says, in him is light, right? Because he's the light of the world. And it says, so there is no darkness at all. Do you get that? In him is light, and there is no darkness at all. So if I'm following Jesus in his footsteps, where will I end up? In Jesus, in the light. Because in the light, there's no darkness at all. This is where I end up. In the light. Living righteously. Doing the the right things according to God's ways. Being holy as God is holy. Following the words of Jesus Christ, Jesus says, how will all men know that you are my disciples? If you obey my commands. Because the leader can't say, follow me, this is where life is found, and then you say, oh, wait a minute, hold on, Jesus, I'm going to go over here. But some of us are there today, aren't we? Jesus says, follow me, I'm leading you into the light, but some of you are not following Jesus as your light and guide. You said, wait a minute, Jesus. I want to linger over here in the darkness. In him there is no darkness at all. So if you say you are a Christ follower and yet you continue to live here in the darkness, you're lying to yourself. You're not following Jesus because Jesus lives in the light. And if you find yourself in this place this morning that you know Jesus is calling you to the light, you know you've been dealing with this sin. You know you've been dealing with this habit. You know it's been going on and on in your life. You know that's the right way for you to go. Then you need today to come before Jesus and confess your sin and say, I don't want to live in that darkness anymore, Jesus. Forgive me for that. Change me, Jesus Christ, so that I can follow you. Are you living righteously today? Because that's where we find life. It's in the light. It's in the light of who God is and what God wants for us. Anything else, the wages of sin is death. But the enemy is going to whisper in your ear the deceiver and tell you all the time, this is where life is found. But what did Jesus say? I'm the light of the world. And in me, there's no darkness at all. Are you living righteously? I think the second thing that we do as we follow Jesus is that we, we love unconditionally. We love unconditionally. In the world of marketing, uh, branding is a big deal. Uh, branding is meant to uh, sort of imprint upon the consumer and to imprint upon those that may be uh, buying your product that they would know what they're getting. It's kind of your standard and your quality. So you're traveling across the United States on vacation and you see the golden arches up in the sky. If you stop there, you know exactly what you're going to get. You know it. If you show up at a car dealership and you're like, oh, I want to buy a car and it has the little emblem on the front, 
oh, I'm getting a Cadillac. You know what you're going to get. It tells you, the brands tell you what you're going to get. We as God's people are branded as well. And our brand is love. Jesus says, if you are my disciples, you will love one another. So if we are going to follow Jesus, who is our guide, and we're going to walk in the light, we need to walk in love with one another. And friends, I look at the world today, and I cringe, because there is so much non-love, dislike, hatred. There is this camp here, and this camp here, and there's name-calling here, and name-calling there, and there's harsh words delivered here, and harsh words delivered there, and everything is divisive. That's a tool of the enemy. That's not walking in the light. Jesus says, if you're in the light, you will love one another. Are you loving one another? Are you loving each other? It's got to start here in this body that we need to love each other first and then we take that love to those outside of us here in this world. And when that, we declare that we are a Christ follower, I'm following Jesus as my guide, they will know that the brand that they're going to get with us is not a hand that pushes them away, but that it's a hug that draws them in because we love people. Because that's who Jesus was. And that's what we need to do as Christ followers. Are you loving people graciously? A third way I think that we follow Jesus is not only do we live righteously, not only do we love unconditionally, but I think we serve graciously. We serve graciously. One of the shows that uh, Amy and I have been watching together is The Crown. Um, and we've enjoyed watching that. And then one of the last episodes, because the whole, their whole lifestyle just continues to amaze me, because it's about the uh, Queen Elizabeth and the, the royalty. In the last episode, there was uh, Prince Charles um, that we watched, and he was uh, having a conversation with his wife. And while he's having a conversation with his wife, he's brushing his teeth. But there's a man holding a bowl right there for him while he is brushing his teeth and then spitting into the bowl right there, and as soon as he's done spitting with the bowl, somebody comes up with his coat and puts his coat on him, and then he turns and they begin to button his coat up for him while the conversation is going on. And that's their life. Everywhere they go, they have people serving them. He walks down the hallway, there's a car waiting for him. There's people that hand him their coats. Everything about that, and some of us, that's our dream, right? We're like, oh my goodness, that would be incredible to live that kind of life. They don't have to do a thing. They don't have to think about a thing. Everybody is just serving them all the time. And I watched that show and I thought, that's the exact opposite of what Jesus calls us to do. Right? Jesus says, if you want to have life, you got to serve other people. If you want to be first, you got to be last. Jesus says that's where life is found. And, and that's the incredible I think the incredible um, element of, of the, the Christmas story is that idea behind this, that our God said, I want to show you life is about service. So what did Jesus do? He left, Philippians tells us, he left the glories of heaven. He is all God. In the beginning was God. He was with God. He was God. He left the glories of heaven. Imagine being all God and then having to confine yourself into a body of a human being, a little baby, a helpless baby. 
and he, and he confines himself and, and limits himself in the body of a human being to show us that this is what life is like. It's to serve other people. And we've been reading through uh, the Immerse. Uh, we've been re- reading through the New Testament in our Immerse reading. And one of the things that keeps striking uh, me is how many times the people around Jesus are annoyed because he keeps stopping. He's got to get here. This is important. This is important. But what does he stop? He stops to help a blind man. What does he do? He stops to talk to a woman. What does he do? He stops to have a conversation with somebody who is lame. What does he do? He stops, he stops, he stops to continually serve people. And everybody around is like, forget those people, Jesus. He's like, wait a minute. This is what the Son of Man has come to do. I'm here to serve. And because we still couldn't get it, even though he showed us, God said, I'm going to show you and put in, in Jesus Christ on the last night when Jesus was going to be betrayed. He goes, I'm going to... Sh- you guys still aren't getting it because they're arguing about, Jesus, when your kingdom comes, which one of us is going to sit on the right? And which one of us is going to sit on the left? When are we going to be empowered, Jesus, when your kingdom comes? And Jesus is like, oh my goodness. And what does he do? He takes off his robe. And he stoops. And he takes the lowest job possible, that of a slave, and he begins to wash their feet. Ew. Walking on those dirty, dusty roads, smelly, disgusting feet. He stoops. That's the job for the lowest slave in the whole household. And Jesus stoops to do it. And he says, now that I, your teacher and your master, have have washed your feet, you go. And you go and do likewise and wash one another's feet. That's what we do. If we're following Jesus, our life is to be marked by service to others. That's where he goes. That's where he walks. And he says, if you want to have life, you need to serve other people. I think a final way, at least as I've been thinking through this this week, is not only do we serve people unconditionally, but I think that we also uh, crave the kingdom of God. We crave the kingdom of God. I don't know, we all can understand uh, cravings, I think, right? You get cravings. Some of us uh, have, maybe have uh, chocolate cravings. There are others that have salt cravings. Right? We probably could divide. And then there's folks, the well-rounded folks, who have salt and chocolate cravings. It doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's all good. You get those cravings, you start watching a commercial. Uh, you see it on TV, and it was the other night. It was like, Man, I think I want to go get a taco. And it was like, it was 10.30 at night. I'm like, yeah, but I just, look how good it looks. I just want that, I just want to get that taco. We get those cravings, we understand all of that, that you have that deep thing inside of you where, where I just want it, I just, I just want to get it. And if we look at Jesus Christ, and we look at what his craving was most, he craved the kingdom of God. He craved the kingdom of God. He says, I have come to bring the kingdom of God. And so anytime he saw something that was not of God's kingdom, remember God created and it was all very good. And Jesus comes and I see this sinful, broken, lost world in the dark and I, and I see that it's not the kingdom of God. I gotta do something about it. My passion inside of me says, take care of it right now. I gotta meet this need right now. And so he says, the Son of Man came into the world to set blind people, to give blind people their sight. The Son of Man came into the world to set captives 
free. The Son of Man came to help the lame walk. The Son of Man came to unstop deaf ears. The Son of Man came so that people could know the kingdom of God and experience the kingdom of God. And whenever he saw that the kingdom of God was out of adjustment, he stopped in his tracks and said, i got to fix that. i got to take care of that. i got to deal with that because my highest priority is the kingdom of God. And Jesus says to us in Matthew 6, he says, seek first the kingdom of God. Are you following Jesus Christ? Then your craving and your passion, as soon as you get up in the morning, say, I want to bring the kingdom to this world today. Does that drive you each and every day? Because that's what it does when you follow Jesus Christ. How often does Jesus just get our leftover time, right? Our leftover time. Well, Jesus, you go on and you do those things. Are we really following him? I'm spending my time trying to earn money. I'm trying to build a name for myself. I'm trying to have fun. I'm trying to enjoy pleasure. I'm, I'm trying to take care of my needs first and deal with my family first and make sure we get our stuff first. And Jesus said, wait, follow me. We got things to do to take care of in the kingdom. We got hungry people to feed. We got poor people that we got to care of. We got people who haven't heard the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Come on, follow me. That's what a follower of Christ does. And that's where life is found. So are you following Jesus Christ today as the light? He's guiding us into the light. And he's saying, follow me. I want you to live righteously. I want you to love unconditionally. I want you to serve graciously. I want you to crave the kingdom of God. <coughs> Excuse me. And maybe you're sitting here and you're going, that's, that's too hard. You're, you're going nuts, Pastor Bob. What you're expecting all of us to do, that, that's, just, that's just ridiculous. Who's going to live that kind of life, right? Who's going to do that? We, got, we, got other, we can't. Yes, I hope you feel that tension inside of you. Because Jesus Christ came into the world to be the light, to show us a new and different way. We probably are all accustomed to a certain way of life. But Jesus is saying, now, follow me. And what that means, the first thing is, he said, repent. Do we know what the word repent means? It means to say, this is wrong, this is right, I have been going this way, and now I'm going to go this way. So I get it that you're resisting and saying, no, I, there's no way I can live righteously. There's no way I can serve people. Like, there's no way I could live 24 hours a day craving the kingdom. There's no way I get that you're feeling that way. Because we're born into the world feeling the exact opposite. But Jesus comes into the world and says, here's the kingdom of God, here's life, here's light, and I want you to follow me in it. So that means you need to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. That's what he's asking us to do. And friend, I hope you will hear the call of Jesus to follow me. I hope you will see Jesus Christ who has come as the light of the world and that you will choose to follow him because at the end of that path is life. It's abundant life. You couldn't go anywhere any better than abundant life. And I hope that you will make that choice today. I get that it's hard. Jesus knew that it was hard. Because he even said, he said, narrow is the gate 
that leads to life. Wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to darkness and death, and many are on it, said Jesus Christ. Many are on it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And wake up here, he says, a few find it. A few. That ought to be unsettling. A few find it. Are you following Jesus Christ to be your light and to be your guide today? He's come into the world to show you abundant life. And my prayer is in this Advent season, you'll receive him as your light and your guide.